Welcome back to After the Mother Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Okay, so in today's episode, we're going to be joined by Colin, and today we're going to be getting to, um, first we're going to talk about the Bruins, um, and their game today against the Panthers was not very good. Then we're going to talk about, uh, the Celtics' big win last night against the Pacers, it was a good game, and then they're going to, we're going to talk about the Red Sox' first two games so far, um, and then we're going to, uh, hopefully we can touch up on, LeBron will be sitting out the rest of the season, the Lakers are shutting him down, what this kind of means and this whole recap kind of the year a little bit for LeBron but first we had a new caller uh Charles uh, a new caller uh and Charles and that's why we're starting with the Bruins first to kind of go off of his call so uh, here's what he had to say yeah this is Charles here and I want to tell you this Boston Bruins team is a good team good team only problem is come playoffs the only thing that make a good playoff run is good goalie what you have is a no-talent asshat for a goaltender in Tuka Rask. You ain't going to go nowhere with this guy. What Charles is trying to tell us is Tuka Rask, he's no good. And here's why I agree and here's why I disagree. Now, Tuka Rask is a guy who will start the regular season off rusty. And coming into the season, once the season starts to get going, he starts to find his rhythm. But... The thing with Tukarask is you can't start him too many times. This is a guy who um, lays an egg in the playoffs for a reason because you start him too many times. This season, he only has 43 games played, 42 starts. Last season, he had 53. I I don't know why he was starting today. So I agree to the point where he's not been good in the playoffs, but this is a coaching thing. He needs to be right under, like, he needs to play like max 46 games. And they've done a good job manning his, managing his games. But why was he playing today? Um, Today the Bruins lost to the Panthers. So even worse, you lost too. Which is even worse that you're kind of like, it feels like a waste. He hasn't played, I think, since the Islanders game. Uh, like, uh, wait, no, no. He has not played since, I believe, the Lightning game, which is on Monday. But... Do we just start Halak these final four games? Because I'm kind of down for that. Start Halak the next four games or maybe play Rask against the Blue Jackets or the Wild. You have the Red Wings, the Blue Jackets, the Wild, or the Lightning. And I'm not playing them the last game because the last game of the season, the Red Wings are a cakewalk. So either the Blue Jackets or the Wild, pick one, or Halak starting the next four games. Because Rask is someone who the less starts in the regular season, the better in the playoffs. He just gets tired. Um... And will lay an egg in the playoffs. So I agree that this guy has really a lot to prove in Tukaraska does. He's overpaid and he's not really great. But this year he's been all right. And but today he's horrible. Today he's horrible. Uh, here was the the Bruins just did not play a good game today. Um, you had um, he had I believe it was twenty three yeah twenty three um, twenty two. Si- saves and 22 shots against which is three goals allowed there was the last goal was the panthers um, empty netter but for the most part that was all that happened in the third period there was the moment at the beginning of the game you were right achari gets that goal and then all of a sudden the second period you're getting momentum by the time the second period ended you were beating them by eight minutes in the zone time you were destroying them with the puck you held um position with the puck but uh, held possession 
my bad. And just couldn't capitalize. And then finally Atari got the goal and you're like, alright, the momentum was getting there. And then later in the second period, it's about five, four minutes left. We get a penalty. Uh, no, the Florida Panthers get a penalty. We get a power play. And we start to do something with it. And then all of a sudden, um, what's his name on the Panthers? Um, let me, sorry, let me find it. Um, Troy, uh, Troy Brown, Brower, whatever his name is. But I don't know who that is. Sorry. He's some scrub. But anyway, that's not the point here. Is he gets in um he gets in he gets the puck and gets the shorthanded goal on Rask. It was a save that Rask needed to make, and now all of a sudden the Panthers are up 3-1. They really steal the momentum for you, and then you get another power play at the end of the second period. And when that a penalty happened, uh a shorthanded goal for the Panthers happened, I was like, there goes your momentum. There it goes. You had the momentum, had a chance to get in the game, and there it goes. Now you're down 3-1. You get another power play opportunity to end the second period, and you can't capitalize. It was a little better, but you still couldn't capitalize. By then, the momentum was gone. You couldn't get really much going in the third period for yourselves, and you lost 4-1 against the Panthers team and wasted a start for Tukarask, and he was just not good. Uh, He just was not good. He wasn't even that great in the Lightning game. He's all right, but you can tell this is where he needs a rest. So, am I saying uh, Tuka Rask stinks and won't be good to come playoffs? No, but we're starting to see him decline. And this is what we usually see. What do you think? I think we start Halak the next four years. Yes. And if you start him, start him against the Blue Jacks. Or do you want to call someone up for that Lightning game and be like, Halak's going to take the next three games? Or is that too exhausting? Because look at the standings. All right. You are not going to beat out the Lightning. The Maple Leafs are six points behind you. So maybe we do, if the Red Wings game, we get no points. If it's a bad loss, maybe we do need to start Rask one of those Blue Jackets or Wild game. That's it. One of the, one of those games in the middle. But it should be Halak. We, we should call someone up, honestly. Um, we need to call a goaltender up to no, play we- that light, last Lightning game. So that way Halak needs to be rested just in case as well. But... We need the, we need to win at least one to beat out the Maple Leafs. Yeah, at least one. That's why I'm saying if the Red Wings game goes bad and then all of a sudden, so does the um, Blue Jackets game. Maybe Rask has to start against the Wild that game. That's what I'm saying. But listen, I'm not gonna go in a full panic attack um, because we lost to the Panthers today. Uh, we are only five and five in our last ten games, so we're starting to come back down to planet Earth. But. Let's be honest, today was an ugly game. It wasn't a great game against the Panthers. It's going to happen, um, but today wasn't a great game. And, you know, you lost to the Lightning as well. You beat the Rangers. You know, so you, you've done pretty good, uh, I think. You just had that little stretch where, you know, against the Penguins, Blue Jacket Jets are really killing you. But, listen. Well, the today, last time we faced the Panthers, we won 7-3. to three. I was just hoping we could win today and then these final four games. But it's not going to be that case. I think, you know, if worst comes to worst, we have to start him against the Wild. But that's worst comes to worst, and I hope that doesn't have to happen. And we can either call up another goalie and split it two and two to lock in that goalie. That's what I hope. But he might have to play against the Wild if we completely choke these next two games. But, as uh, Charles said, um, I don't know. I don't know how Rask is going to do. He has a lot to prove. He If he fails us in this playoffs again with – if he ends up – 
playing no more games, and that's 43 games played, 42 started. Only played, like, basically half the season, which is great. That's a low number. And he fails us in the playoffs? I wouldn't mind trading him. I know I don't know who's going to want Rask in uh, his contract, but if you do, well, I'm open to a trade. Because, sure, we've had good goal backup goalies like Hudobin. I mean, you can't bank on that. Like, Halak. Do I want Halak as our starter? No. But if we need, if he fails us, and he, you know, this isn't a bad number of games, but if he fails us in the playoffs and he's the reason we lose, then I'm okay with the trade. And, yes, Charles is right. You're not going to go on a playoff run without a good goalie. You just need goaltending. It may be the most important thing for a playoff run. And that's why we really have not been able to go on a playoff run since 2011. Because Rask, is, that was the Tim Thomas days. Now we're in the Tuka Rask era, and that's why we can't win anything. What do you think? Yeah. There's Joe Thomas. or not, not Tim, Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas, yeah. Just, never mind. But he, he had a better... Um, he had a way better career than Rask. Rask is so inconsistent. Like, yes, better playoff career for sure. But, I mean, Rask, he needs to prove something to us in the playoffs. This is getting ridiculous. We He's 32 years old now, so, you know, he's starting to get up there in age. Um, this season he has a 9 uh nine. 1-5 save percentage, which is basically 92%. His average is 92%. Um, but, uh, I mean, his career starting to come to his end. He was picked 21st overall by Toronto, so he wasn't even picked by us. But that's not the point. I'm open for a trade if he fails us. And he has before, and that's why we're not able to go in a playoff run. History shows that Rask is not good in the playoffs. The less games, the better, and that's why we have not gone in a playoff run. It's key. The goaltending's key. All right, so now we are going to get to last night's Celtics versus Pacers game. It was a really good game, so we're going to get to that coming up right now. So last night, the Boston Celtics beat the um, Indiana Pacers out in a huge game last night. Um, 114 to 112. Let me just say I watched the game and I was pleased with um, the effort and how we played. Well, we'll get to all that. Kyrie obviously hit the game winner first as a Celtic. And it was just a good game from what I'm saying is not only that did we win that big game, but... We played as a team. The ball movement was good. Brad Stevens finally took Marcus Morris out of the starting five and put Aaron Baines in, which worked well. Aaron Baines. Like, you look at some of their bench players and be like, Baines is the one we brought up, but that worked well. That brought some good defense. Him and Al Horford, that, that's, a, that's a good combo. And I feel like Al Horford's been lacking on the rebounds lately, so having Aaron Baines there to help that out uh, – that, that's key. Uh, Horford had a solid night last night. Um, Tatum was really only hitting threes. I saw him had, have those three threes in the second quarter, and then he had two more points somewhere in the game. So he didn't really do a lot in the second half. I don't even think he scored. So they really tried to shut him down. Baines was a – see, this is what I'm talking about about Baines, is with Marcus Morris, is Morris is more of a stretch four. So you have a stretch four in Marcus Morris, who can still get some rebounds, but – it's kind of inconsistent. Al Horford only had seven. I feel like you've lacked in rebounds, and Baines comes in and gets 13. That's great. Your front court, your starting front court had 20 rebounds. And he's he had a good game last night. He had like a block or two. He played good defense, was good on the board, still had 13 points as well. Good game for Aaron Baines. Kyrie was solid last night, having 30 points. He wasn't like facilitating as much as he has been doing, but he's more of a scorer's mentality. I'm fine with that. Marcus Smart, he was not great yesterday. Uh, Jalen Brown, had a ve- I loved Jalen Brown yesterday. 
He was um, smart in transition, and he was really taking it to the hoop. He found his offense taking it to the hoop, and I'm glad to see Brad Stevens letting him take it to the hoop. I saw the Celtics taking it to the hoop more yesterday. Yeah, I, had s- I saw game. that. So, I, so when the game turned on, I noticed when when Jalen Brown was out on the court, I saw him drive to the hoop a lot more and not shoot, not shoot as many threes. And I was like, yeah, he is better when he takes it to the hoop. It's mm-hmm. just, just a lot better. You you killed them in the paint last night. I wouldn't say killed, but you beat them in the rebounds, forty three to forty one. But you outscored them in the paint by fourteen points, fifty four to forty. And you got to the free throw line seventeen times. And seventeen is is not great, but seventeen times is a little more than our average. So listen, I'm not saying Baines is the permanent starter, but keep that going. I want to see that. To uh, I think he started tonight against they the asked Nets. Al Horford and Kyrie Irving and. You know that they bring good defense when the reporter asks both Al Horford and Kyrie Irving what Aaron Baines brings to the starting lineup, and they both say that Al Horford and Aaron, and Aaron Baines work well together on, yeah, yeah. on defense, and they bring a lot of good defense. Mm-hmm. So last night, it's like, at the free throw line, they still had 23, but the free throws, they were a little better last night. Not much, but they were a little you took it to the hoop more last, a lot more last night, and I love that. Even the game winner was taken to the hoop. Jalen Brown was taken to the hoop. I saw Hayward a couple times. Uh, just so I like, I really liked the game last night, and you really deserved to win last and night. And I really like that. Um, than the Gordon Hayward um, when Aaron Baines blocked it, and then Gordon Hayward went in for the steal. Yeah, that was a good play. Things. That was that was a really good play. Yeah. And. You shot very well last night, 51% from the field. You were very efficient inside of the paint. And you were 48% from three, which is great because this team lives or dies by the three. And the Pacers were 13, 12 for 27. You were 13 for 27. So you barely outshot them from three, but that could have been the difference because you only won by two. But last night, I'm saying that was just a great game to watch. Um, and... And to begin the second quarter, you had a comfortable lead, and then they went on that like ten to zero run, eleven to zero run. And I was like, "All right, here we go." And Brad Stevens called the timeout too late, but then he mixed things up. He called it too late, but still, he does that a lot. I mean, it's come to expect it. Um, but right now, we are losing sixty-six to eighty-one uh, against the Nets in Baines' seventeen minutes, only rebound three points. Um, Morris, I think, was the starter today, uh, but. Kyrie didn't even play. Kyrie apparently needs another day off today, so I don't know what the takeaway. Al Horford's not even playing either. So both of them not playing was a little questioning. Uh, You're not shooting well right now from three or from the field. But here's the thing about this. I want to see the Nets get in the playoffs. I love that little young Nets team so much. And I listen because I don't – I don't want to necessarily make it sound like I'm rooting against the Celtics. So I'm not. I want you to win this game, especially because it's not like you just locked up the four seed. You're tied with the Pacers, technically ahead of them. And the Pacers right now are down by three to the Magic. So if the Magic, if you and the Pacers both lose, fine. Kyrie and Al Horford both aren't playing, and I want to see the Nets get in the playoffs anyway. As long as the Pacers lose, that's fine. Honestly, I'm not even going to complain a lot because with both of them sitting, this is a good Nets team, and I want to see them make the playoffs anyway. But focusing on last night, that was a good game last night. So just hope the Pacers lose because you guys are probably going to lose. I'd like to see you guys win, but I want to see the Nets make the playoffs. Not even going to lie, they really just deserve it over the heat.
the heat. Oh, oh, I just don't like. No, I, I think the don't. Magic are in the right. The now. Heat used to be my second favorite team, just for no reason. I just don't like. I really like them. They're just full of like overpaid. Yeah, I just don't like their team. I like Dwayne Wade. Um, I like their the Jones, Derek Jones. I'm pretty sure his name is the Dunker. But I mean, I just don't really like that Heat team. I don't want to see them make the playoffs. The only reason I want to see them make the playoffs is Dwayne Wade. But I don't want to see Dwayne Wade get swept by like the Bucks or something. Raptors in the first round. But it's trying not to get off topic. Last night was a good game. You deserve the win. Um, and I'm I'm happy to see that was what happened last night. Um. Well deserved. You really started to play like a team, and I know uh, Bojan Bogdanovic. That guy is he's a flopper. He, he's, he's a good player. He's a good yeah. player. You can't even lie. Twenty-seven points. Uh, he doesn't really do much, a. Though. He's he's. I always viewed him as kind of a very efficient three and D player. He's a good defensive player, very efficient from three, but he can do more than just shoot that three. He's the most underrated player in the NBA. One of them, yeah, I think. I've always thought that. And Thaddeus Young, I, I was actually pretty good last night. And um, what's his name? TJ Leaf went just went off to begin that second quarter. Who's TJ Leaf? Is he? he on, what team? He is did he nothing. Yeah, Pacers. Oh. He really only played the second. Like he went on a tear to begin the second quarter, and he never returned to the game again. It was really weird. Um, so bonus that guy needs to be playing way more minutes, in my opinion. Uh, more than Tyreek Evans and Wesley Matthews. Like, Thaddeus Young, too. I liked Sabonis a lot, and he just didn't get a ton of minutes last night. But that's fine. We won. So uh, now we are going to get to the first two games for the Boston Red Sox. So as I just said, we're going to get to the Red Sox now. We actually just did a segment. It took about eight to nine minutes on the Red Sox, and then it just got deleted. So that was a little frustrating. So we're going to just basically try to redo it. Probably a little shorter, hopefully, this time, so we're not completely repeating ourselves. Um, but we're going to start with the first Red Sox game, where you lost 4-12. to Reminder that these games are in Seattle. And Mookie Betts was really an out, really your only really outstanding hitter, if you had an outstanding one. Um, everyone was average. Your hitting was average. Uh, but Chris Sale, three innings pitched, six hits, seven earned runs, and two walks along with four strikeouts. So, in the first inning, he mowed the Mariners down. I'm pretty sure one player got on base and might have been a walk. And then, second inning, they have three runs on him, and I'm like, all right, I would have kept him in. I don't want someone in the bullpen coming in the third inning. And, you know, I think, I hope he can bounce back. But, he goes out there, if he goes out there, and as soon as that third inning starts, and they get a hit off of him, Start warming someone up in the bullpen. Or you should have done that beforehand. And just got someone ready. And got them throwing 10, 15 pitches. But instead, we decide to let him pitch out the third inning. Let up four runs. And then, now we're going to bring Hector Velasquez in the game. And I think Velasquez is a nice, uh, like, I guess you could say security blanket. Because he's one of those relievers that can kind of come in in these types of situations and go ahead and pitch two to three innings. So that's why I like him. Because he's actually a pretty sure starting pitcher, but kind of comes out of your bullpen. So what do you think about Chris Sale's performance? Do you take really much away from it or what? Uh, I hope he can bounce back the next game he plays. But this is like... Not the normal Chris Sale that. Yeah, it was weird because like, we also have to factor in seven that shoulder injury. Is he really ready? We signed him to that extension, um, 
which I was, wasn't really a huge fan of, to be honest, because we had the guy, I mean, Chris Sale should be a priority, but I wanted to wait middle of the season and see how we return for a shoulder injury. If all of a sudden now we have David Price's contract and he's not going to live up to that, his player option they picked up, what if J.D. Martinez gets hurt and Chris Sale ends up being a bust for the rest of his career? That would be worst comes to worst case scenario. And what if Betts ended up leaving? This could all crumble down. I was just thinking worse and worse. It's leave. probably not going to happen. He could. He could. He's not. He's not. He could. He, he, the uh, Red Sox offered him a contract. He said he doesn't want a contract extension. He wants to test the market. And lately, players have been leaning towards taking an extension rather than entering the market. So, take that for what it's worth. He, I, I don't know. But, so. You're arguing against your point. No, you said I he's going to sign I said with he's, the Red Sox. And I said. I don't eh. sound like that. And I said. No, no, no. You said this. You're like. Oh, no, he said he's going to go test free agency. But most people have been going with the contract extensions instead of free agency, so. No, like, I said I said that's what most people have been doing, but he wants to test free agency. You were not paying said. attention. No, that's, that's not what exactly you said. what I said. That's not what you said. That's no, that's not. I'm not even going to play it's the not, tape back. It's not what you said. It's, no. This kid's retarded. All right, um... And then, so Velasquez is one of those guys, and then Hembry comes in. It's all right. Overall, though, that first game was not pretty. Your pitching was not good, your bullpen wasn't good, and your hitting was average. And the Mariners just kind of tore you apart um, with the bat. So then you come back the next day, and you win 7-6. to six. Well, let me tell you, it's a miracle. This is a Mariners team I expected to finish fourth in their division, just ahead of the Rangers, but they were starting 3-0. and They've looked good so far. Uh, but who knows? We can't take a ton away. I don't take a ton away from opening day. Mostly for opening day. Hopefully, you can start the series. This is a four-game series. Hopefully, you can start at like two and two at least. Uh, if it's a three-game series, hopefully like one and two or two and one. I don't take a ton away. Just get the rust out and at least get a win in the series. But yesterday, your hitting was much better. Um, well-rounded, at least. Um, Nathan Evaldi, though, your starting pitching struggled again. It was better yesterday. Evaldi did better than Sale, but five innings, eight hits, six earned runs, two walks, three strikeouts, not much better. Uh, and then, but your, your bullpen was fantastic yesterday. They didn't even allow a single hit in four innings. You had Brewer coming for an inning, Workman, Johnson, and Barnes. And you only had two base runners. Colton Brewer walked two guys. But the bullpen, here were two things that saved you yesterday. Mitch Moreland and your bullpen. Other guys you were hitting well, but the real hero was Mitch Moreland. But your bullpen as well. This is a bullpen with the loss of Chris C- Craig Kimbrell. I said, if Kimbrell's not signed like the next 10 days, try to get him back on a one-year deal. And then he's gone for good. But you try to bring him back to help that bullpen. I'm still not a huge fan of Matt Barnes closing out these games. He's more of an eighth-inning guy to me than close-out-the-game type of guy. Yeah, I think... It was just a good comeback for the Red Sox in this game. And Mitch Moreland just coming in with that pinch hit at the end for a three-run home run. And uh, that's pretty much – it was kind of luck, but – Oh, I mean a little. I was nice to see J.D. Martinez really accepting that DH role yesterday. But he came in for Sam Travis. Travis wasn't even bad. Three at-bats, two hits yesterday. 
But Mitch Moreland, I mean, that guy, he's good. I like him. I like how you have Travis and Moreland. I think gives you good options at first base. It's not like the Yankees with Luke Bird and Greg Voigt. Or Greg Bird and Luke Voigt. Mix them up. But it's not that good or complicated. I think Moreland's better than Sam Travis. But he's still there. It's a nice option to have. And yesterday, I mean, yeah, he did save you. That and your bullpen. So I don't know how you expected Moreland, who wasn't really even expected to play. And your bullpen, who's... Sucks. Your bullpen's horrible. They saved the day for you yesterday. I mean, your hitting was all right, but your starting pitching wasn't good. Your hitting was solid, but overall, those were the saviors. So the Red Sox, first two games, they have not been great. The starting pitching's really struggled. The bullpen was bad in the first game, but in the second game, and your hitting overall has been over average. So take that for what it's worth, but the starting pitching has definitely been disappointing, and I expected it to be disappointing this season. But still top, at least top seven, at least. You still have a good starting pitching. I'm not saying they're going to be horrible. It's the first two games of the regular season. Opening day. I'm fine. I'm all right. Don't go in panic mode. I don't think anyone is, but just in case. All right, so now we are going to get to LeBron, who the Lakers are officially shutting LeBron down for the last games of the Lakers season. So we'll get to all of that coming up next. Okay, so as we just said, LeBron is officially... Out for the next six games, Lakers are shutting him down. So, as we all know, last offseason, he agreed to a four-year, $153.3 million deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers had high hopes for the season. They started the year out fourth in the West, but then that small groin injury for LeBron against the Warriors, are sorry happening on Christmas Day, still got yeah. the win. He missed 17 games. He missed more time than I thought, and that was the downfall of their season. The injuries, the, the chemistry problem, sorry. With excuse me, um, with Anthony Davis, that was a problem. But the big problem was him missing. You're eleventh in the West, thirty-four and forty-two. This is a smart decision. Finally, they made a smart decision. Um, the Lakers did. You should shut him down. At this point, you're not going to make the playoffs. Why risk getting LeBron injured when you can sit him and increase your lottery odds? Uh, Brandon Ingram, he's done. Kyle Kuzma. Uh, I think he might have came back. I, f I honestly forget because I haven't been paying attention to the Lakers. Uh, obviously, I said it. I was wrong about the Lakers. So the Timberwolves won uh, last night, which is good. They just, I think they want to try to outtake the Timberwolves at this point. They just want to increase their lottery odds and make sure LeBron's not getting hurt here. It's that simple. I mean, it's a good move, smart move. Um, and it stinks. They just wasted one good year of LeBron right there. And LeBron is getting too much criticism. He's still the greatest player in the world. People are saying it's someone else. No, no, no. I still think, at least for now, it's LeBron. Next season is easy as that it could change. But it's still LeBron uh, because his team struggled. He was out for 17 games. They dealt with injuries, chemistry issues, and their GM made horrible trades like the Mike Muscala trade. Matt, uh, and I still think Luke Walton's a bad coach, even though some people try telling me he dealt with so much. He's a fine coach. No, no, no. I'm so glad he's getting fired. He should have a long time ago. He made bad decisions at the end of the games that cost them some games, really. So, Luke Walton, not a huge fan of uh, him. But the Lakers' smart decision. And. I mean, do you blame the Lakers for doing this? I don't. Who does? Who blames them for shutting them down this early? Smart move? Uh, smart move because LeBron doesn't get injured. Again. And, um, yeah, they have better lottery odds. Yeah. But the, uh, there's one downfall to this. The, um, the people. So, 
they're not going to be earning as much money these last six games. I don't know if it, just six games really matters that much, but they're not going to be earning as much money because oh, it's still well pe- people people aren't going to come and go watch a team without Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram and LeBron. Yeah. But it, I don't think six games really matters that much. So I mean, let me just look at their schedule quick. I mean, it's a small price to yeah, pay. So You're the Los Angeles Lakers. You're going to still make uh, plenty of ticket sales. I mean, are they going to go down without LeBron? Probably, but I'm sure so. So are a lot of people that still have some tickets, and your, your ticket sales will go down a little. But your, uh, how do you indicate if this is home or away? Uh, Staples Center. Okay, so I'm pretty sure it could be wrong, but you are away, away, home against the Warriors, away, home, home. So you have three home, three away. So if you have three home games. I'm sure people are still gonna want to see the Warriors. So, your ticket sales, yeah, they're going to go down a little bit. Your ticket sales, you're still Los Angeles, go down a little. Maybe just a little. You're still Los Angeles. It's a very small price to pay, and it's barely anything. Yeah, but... For risking LeBron, injured injury to LeBron, and you increase your lottery odds, I mean, it's a very tiny price to pay, especially you being the Lakers. And I know LeBron's super durable, but he's starting to get up there in age. He's got injured before anything can happen. So... A good move. I think everyone kind of agrees is the right decision. Again, Colin brings up that small price to pay, and I agree. But again, well worth it. Um, so again, anything you guys want us to do, any thoughts on today's episode, please call in. It doesn't have to be just Charles and Billy. Uh, you guys can call in too using the Anchor Mobile app. Again, just type in after Brother Sports Talk, send in a voice message. You can tell me at the end if you don't want it to be on the show. Uh, that's fine if it's just a suggestion. I don't have to put it on the show either. Um, but anything you want to talk about, that's fine. It's on the table. Hopefully Billy calls back um, and Charles, and hopefully you guys call in too. So uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.